Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host Trip from tripadvice.com and I want to wish you a very happy new year. We are now into January and I've been reading a lot of your guys' feedback and I want to start off the new year by apologizing. I know a lot of you have had some comments on the audio situation of this podcast. You might be nodding your head right now because I've been doing interviews and it seems like the interviews their audio is pretty loud and mine is pretty soft. So if you're out and about, you're on a train, you're listening to this somewhere outside, it can be really annoying to keep on turning up and down the volume. But I think I have figured out how to fix the situation and edit it appropriately where you're not going to have to do that anymore. So I just want to apologize and let you know from here on out, I'm going to be more conscious about that so you can keep listening and enjoying and going forward with more podcasts to come. Now, after this announcement, I want to tell you about today's interview, which is with Ross Jeffries. He is the king of seduction from the website seduction.com. He was formerly in the book called The Game, if you remember that book from 2005, written by Neil Strauss, and he's been in the seduction and dating coaching scene for probably 25 years or so, ever since the late 80s, as he states in this podcast. And we're going to be going over some really great concepts today and some practical tools you can use to help you seduce more women. That's what this podcast episode is all about. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Mr. Ross Jeffries from Seduction.com. Hey, Ross, how are you doing today? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be, whatever time you may be listening. I am Ross Jeffries. Yes, Ross Jeffries. You know, Ross, I've known about you for a very long time. Personally, you know, like a lot of other people who may have heard of you, I've read books like The Game, and of course you were in that, and also that pushes out to, you know, learning about you from your website, seduction.com, and and learning more about you and it's just it's really cool to finally be able to interview you as a fellow coach and and obviously still a student because I consider myself always a student but to be able to do this it's really an honor and I'm really glad to have you on today it's my pleasure and you know as people are listening to me speak and teach today I'm not sure at which points you'll find yourself growing most excited at the prospect of learning more. But as that's taking place, I just want to say that it's my honor to be the one who's leading you on this venture of journey and discovering into what's really possible for you in your life. Does, does that make some sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> and, and I think one thing I wanted to dive into today, because you've been known as you know, the king of seduction and I mean, your website seduction.com for crying out loud. And so I think no better topic to discuss with you than the idea of seduction and yeah. really breaking it down and, and just getting an, an understanding of what seduction means and what it means to you. Because I think it's a word that's thrown around a lot and I don't think people really understand what it is right. and why it's important. I even think that the word seduction over the course of years has a negative connotation to it. And it took me a while to really flip my mind and understand that seduction is not a bad thing. It's a very, very good thing. And so I guess I wanted to kind of start with that and get your thoughts on just the general idea of, of seduction and, and what it's about. And then we can even go into how you learned about it. 
seduction has many different definitions and I have different working definitions. But one definition that I want to throw out there and offer to your listener is this. Seduction is the process by which you capture and lead a woman's imagination and emotions and open up her unconscious processes that are already there, that are already there for her to want to connect with you romantically, sexually, etc. Meaning that all the processes, all the ways of thinking, visualizing, feeling in her body, deeply connecting to her inner emotions that maybe she's had locked away, she has a formula inside of her, a, a, a recipe for doing that. So seduction is partially showing up in a way that triggers that, but also learning to use your language in a way to do that. Language is very powerful. I give credit where credit is due. Some of the other schools that pick up in seduction have a lot of power in them. And I think the element that they're missing is the structured use of language to trigger people's, trigger a woman's emotion, trigger her imagination, the use of storytelling, not to demonstrate higher value, but to move her imagination and their, her emotions. And what I'd like to do in the course of this podcast is give away one of my number one top stories I tell that just combined with some actions you take get uh, just gets women hot and bothered very quickly. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, well, let me get into the context of it. First sure. And foremost. Absolutely. I, I believe that that whatever you can get a woman to imagine for herself will be perceived by her as being her own thought and therefore she won't resist it. So what you have to do is to take this suggestive languaging and wrap it inside of what seems like a normal conversation. Now, this is a story I tell women about an experience that I had when I was on a flight. I'm just going to tell you what the experience was and then I'll Put it into the framework of the seduction pattern. What happened to me is that I was on a flight, I think coming back from, uh, it was Austin, Texas to Los Angeles. And I was flirting with a young woman at the gate. And there's obviously a little bit of a connection going on. What was Southwest Airlines flight. So we wound up sitting down next to each other. She takes out a thing of hand cream, rubs it on her hand. I put out my hand. I said, can I have some? Not only does she squirt it on my hand, she starts massaging it. And I start massaging her hand back. So for the rest of the flight, all we did was touch hands, touch fingers. We never kissed. We never even got each other's name. We just made love with our fingers. And um, as I tell the story to a woman, I grab her hand, the woman I'm talking to, and I just begin to show how I was um, – how we were touching hands and touching fingers. I, and I'll say it was the most erotic experience I've ever had. And uh, the funny thing is, is we never kissed, we never talked, and I never saw her again. Now, that's tapping into a woman's sort of primary fantasy of having like uh, a mysterious stranger engage in something, and yet it's not filthy like the Mile High Club. When I tell that story to women, I frame it as saying, you know, have you ever done had anything really interesting happening on the airplane? I'm not talking about anything blatant like the Mile High Club like that. And they'll say, what do you mean? And then I proceed to tell the story. So in order to understand the story, she has to go into her imagination and imagine what it would be like to experience that for herself. And of course, as I'm doing it, I'm, I'm stroking her hand and touching her fingers. Now, I would first, it's not the first thing that's going to be coming out of my mouth, you understand? 
But when it's time to escalate it and time to get moving sexually, it's a very powerful pattern. It gets women really hot and bothered. Do you understand how that would work? Yeah, I think so. It sounds very meta, like you're doing the thing that you're actually talking exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. Now, if you want to put it into something, you could, you could distance yourself further. You could say, do you have a really good friend who you don't see that often, but when you do, um, no time passes because you feel such a connection to them? And they'll say, yeah, of course. You say, well, I ran into a friend of mine the other day. He told me about this wild experience he had on an airplane. And then you just quote your friend is telling you. This is another pattern I teach called quotes. Quotes is a way of distancing yourself from the message. So it's not like you're saying it directly to her. You're just quoting your friend. So there's all these little techniques you can use to get a woman's imagination and emotions hot and bothered. Language is powerful. Do not ever underestimate the power of language to move people where you want them to go, whether it's in the context of business, the context of getting romantic. Language is part of how we structure our reality. Yes, it's true. We're mammals and we're the products of millions of years of evolution and we have certain things that are encoded to in our behavior and our genetics, etc., that will draw and attract people. And language is a nice layer to add into that skill set. How did you learn all this stuff? I Where, where well, does it begin with you? Well, where it began was I was always the guy who was the best friend, the brother, the buddy, but I just couldn't get anywhere beyond that. And so I fell into the study of NLP, neurolinguistic programming. Now, if you ask five NLP, if you ask two NLPers, what is NLP? You'll get 10 different definitions. But for me, it is primarily the model in NLP that I'm interested in is that Bandler and Grinder, the guys who created it, modeled lots of people. But one of the people they modeled was an incredible hypnotist, hypnotherapist called Milton Erickson. Now, Milton Erickson, in my opinion, was to hypnosis what Einstein was to physics. He revolutionized it. No more going into trance or all of that. Erickson found that you could communicate with the unconscious mind by having what seemed like normal everyday conversations and dropping in suggestions and commands. And by telling stories, you can move a person's unconscious mind to take the actions that you wanted them to take. So what uh, NLP did was to create something called, I don't want to get too into technical details, called the Milton model. Milton model was a way of mirroring, mimicking Erickson's language. I thought, wait a minute, uh, I don't want to be a hypnotherapist. I want to get some tail. So how can I experiment with this and apply it to seduction? It took about a year and a half of trial and error. Then I figured out how it worked. But the other side of it was also learning to heal myself from my pain and my limiting beliefs. A third of what I teach is the inner game. One third of what I'm teaching is the inner game. Because here's the question I want everyone to stop and ask themselves. In an area of life that's been a struggle, that's been painful, how do you give yourself a chance to go up a learning curve with new ways of thinking, feeling, behaving, and acting without struggling with carrying that old pain behind you, without being chained to that old pain? How do you give yourself a fresh start, a clean slate? So that's that inner game aspect of being able to create a fresh reality in front of you where your old limiting beliefs and your old pain doesn't get in between you and your goal. 
learning to do that, I think, is the biggest contribution. Because when you can walk through the world with that kind of clean slate, step into the unknown, not know what's going to happen, and yet be okay with it, in and of itself, that's attractive. I call that stealth attraction. And I think with all due respect to other people in the community, I think I'm the only one who really has a deeply thorough understanding of that as a healer, uh, how to do that. I have that systemized in, in my courses and also if, you know, when I work with people one-on-one. It's part of the work I'm very, very deeply proud of. It's a really important question. If, if Do we have time to illustrate with a story or should I shut up? No, please keep going. Love to hear it. Here's, you know, I had a student who took one of my courses and he went from not being able to talk to women at all to approaching like super hot, smoking hot women. He went to a nightclub and he saw all those women who's so hot. You ever see guys make that invisible U-turn? They walk up to that woman and suddenly do the, they do that U-turn like there's some kind of shield around her. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I actually, whenever I see a cute girl walking by, just for fun, I look at the other guys that she passes to see how they react to her, and I always see that. It's really right. funny. Well, everyone else was doing that. He marched right up to her, and I think he said something along the following, uh, and I don't really remember, but I think what he said is, I don't know what it is you're doing to keep all these other guys away, but it's not working on me, and I had to introduce myself. And within 10 minutes, he was making out with her. Wow. Right? And, you know, he would open his eyes while they were making out and kind of look to see who was watching. And he could see all the other guys like looking, what in the hell is this guy doing? He winds up getting her phone number and he says, I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to wait three days to call her, which in my mind is always a mistake. Not really relevant to the story. So three days later, he goes to get the piece of paper with the number. He can't find it. Trashes his condo. Then he figures, oh, Christ. It's. Trash day, I threw it out in the dumpster behind the building. He goes dumpster diving for 90 minutes. He comes up after 90 minutes of digging through dirty diapers, tampons, cat litter. Nine, you know, 90 minutes later, there he comes up empty-handed, can't find the phone number. He said the following thing. He said, Ross, I've been depressed for six weeks. My old self came back, and I can't even talk to women. Now, it occurs to me as a hypnotist, in order to feel that bad, he had to forget everything he did right that night, didn't he? He had to forget that he prepared, that he confidently approached her. He had to forget what he said to get her attention, how he escalated into making out with her. He had to forget all of that, how good it felt. All he saw was the loss. Why? Because how? Because he was looking at it through pain. He was looking at it through the pain of his past. Mm. And he slid all the way back down the learning curve to zero. And I think as you're listening to this podcast, that you may identify with that, that you may temporarily pump yourself up with a little enthusiasm. You go out, and if you don't get everything 100% correct, down you slide again. You have to expend the energy to pump yourself back up again. So part of what I teach is how do you find a realistic motivation and an informed enthusiasm that incorporates and allows for the fact that you're going to make mistakes and you're not going to get it a hundred percent right. Right. You know, it's funny too, is I hear that. And what's interesting to me is nothing tangible changed in between the time when he made out with her and got her number to the point where he felt like crap. The only thing that changed was, was the things going on in his mind. Well, he couldn't find the phone number. The interpretation he gave to it is, what's the use? I'm a failure. 
Right, which is funny because it's not that that was just a mistake. Like you know, you right. lose, like you lose a phone number. That doesn't right. really have any meaning behind it. But he he right. placed this meaning on it that was just so ridiculous and. And it didn't change who he was. It, 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 as we and, know, it doesn't change who he was in that moment. And he took what was a set of skills and viewed it as a fluke. Had he owned the skills, he went, oh, that wasn't a fluke. Those are skills. This is frustrating, God damn it. But I can go and I can recreate it. Now, the other thing he did, I think that was an error, is he spent a lot of time fantasizing about boinking her uh, in between the time he made out with her and the time he went to look for the phone number. One of the things you want to avoid doing is pouring a lot of sexual energy into someone who you get the doink. <laughs> the really, really guys who are really good at it don't do that. They don't do any wanking or any of that until after they've already, sorry for being crude, until after they've already closed the deal. So beware of that because you're pouring too. There are a lot of subtle things that guys do that get in their way. That's why you need a coach because you may not know that you're getting in your own way. I want to say to a lot of the guys listening to this, you may be just one or two skill sets away from having the kind of um, success you want. You may just need one or two skill sets refined. What do you think would be an example of those? Well, some people are very good at talking to women. They're very good at escalating the conversation. They just have yet to master, master the art of, you know, Sexual, sexually accelerating things. They don't, uh, they don't feel comfortable, quote, closing the deal, which I, I hate to use that term. It assumes that, uh, that getting sexual is something you only do at the end of a fixed period of time. So this is one stuck point that a lot of people may have up until the time they've been listening to me and start learning from me. Is that's a common one. Well, I can do everything, but when it times, comes time to getting physical, I sort of freeze. They may not get that bit. They may be able to start a conversation, but then they sort of get stuck uh, halfway through. They don't know how to keep the conversation going. There's any number uh, of areas where people get stuck. Do you think it's a problem that guys are seeing this as a linear process? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think when it comes to getting sexual, that's a problem. They, they still think, okay, I'm going to close the deal. Uh, I'm going to go for it. When do I kiss her? Assuming that, that you're not being physical all along. I'm physical all along. I'll lean into them. I'll touch them on the shoulder every time I make them laugh. Uh, so I, the idea that, okay, at the end of a thing called a date, at the end of that sequence of things I do, then I am going to get physical. Guys do what I call the sudden stupid lunge. <laughs> uh, or the sudden unexpected lunge, the soul, uh, which is the death knell. Like you've never had any physical contact with her throughout the time you spent. Never touched her, never leaned into her, uh, never rubbed the back of her neck. And all of a sudden you lunge at her with your tongue sticking out of your mouth. <laughs> So the real challenge is this, is some of this stuff does need a sequence, but a lot of it doesn't. Knowing when to do things in sequence, in order, and when not to do things in sequence is something that you really need a coach to show you how to do. But it's what, what is the difference between mastery and being okay or just being stuck. And what I also want to say to guys is a lot of what you think you can do with women is in your head. 
It's a matter of in your head and how you're physically feeling in your body too. Right now, the last couple of days, I haven't felt so well physically. There's some kind of allergy going around here in San Diego. So my surging ability would be cut in about half because physically I don't feel good in my body. So a lot of what, what makes for a good seducer, pickup artist is how you take care of your body, what's going on with you internally, and then what your beliefs are. I've been with women who are so much better looking than I am and so much younger. You would not believe it. You just you would go, Ross paid that girl. But I know how women work. I know how they think, and I know it's possible. So my set of beliefs about what's possible are different. They're different because I've seen it. And every guy listening to this has seen that guy. And you thought, what has he got? He's got money. He's got a huge, can I say the word cock? You can say anything you'd like. He's got a huge cock, uh, whatever. That may or may not be true. It may be simply that he understands the psychology of women. So let's, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the psychology of women because I don't think a lot of men really understand it. So let's talk about that. I'll I'll make a bold claim. Yes. I'll make a bold claim. Women make sense. Women are logical. They do make sense. Now, I just lost your entire audience, but let me explain what I mean. Women work on a different operating system than we do. Here's what I mean. You can't take a Mac computer and run it on Windows. It just won't work. Correct? I think, I think that's how it works. Here's, here's yeah. a woman. Uh, we men are just as emotional as women. But we ha- tend to have our emotions in sequence. When we're angry, we're angry. When we're horny, we're horny. When we're sad, we're sad. When we're happy, we're happy. Women have emotions about their emotions. So she can be horny, and then she could have curiosity about her horniness. And then she could have anxiety about her curiosity about her horniness. And then she could be content with her anxiety about her curiosity about her horniness. Women have emotions about their emotions. And we look at that, and we think, that person's crazy. One minute she's feeling this, one minute she's feeling the next. No, she simply is having emotions about her emotions. So if you're prepared for that and you see it, you won't interpret it as rejection. And you can actually learn to, to create it so the emotions she has about her emotions are in your favor. So one of the things is when I'm having sex with a woman is I set up a more the more loop. I'll say, doesn't that feel amazing? And they'll say, yes. I'll say, and you know, the more you tune into those good feelings in your body, the more you discover that desire, that hunger to experience even more. And the more you experience that hunger and that desire for even more, the better you can experience that pleasure in your body as you just let go. It's called the more, the more loop. So you can use this language to make the sex hotter and better. I've been using this on the woman I'm currently seeing. And in fact, the first time we were in bed, she literally, she literally repeated the words back. She said, I want more and I want to give you more. And she proceeded to give me, uh, I've had a lot of blowjobs, but it was the best blowjob of my life. I cried out. It was so good. (laughs) So what I want to, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm trivializing the connection between men and women. I just think, you know, you can love women, you can respect women, and and ultimately that's what you ought to be aiming for. And at the same time, there's some things that just work better than doing what you used to do. Why do you think there are men out there who don't think they're worthy of having a very pretty girl? Like a, a guy walks by a, a girl who 
looks like a 10 to him. And he's so freaked out, and he says to himself, oh, I'll never, she'll never like a guy like me. Because it's outside their experience, and they assume that because it's outside their current experience, it can never be in their experience. And they're sticking to, people would rather be certain about their failure than carry uncertainty about their success. Certainty is, is, feels good. So people would rather be certain that they're going to fail than step into the uncertainty of, hey, maybe I can succeed. Stretching outside your boundaries requires embracing uncertainty. And people would have a tendency to embrace the certainty of their limitation than the uncertainty of, of their success. I'm sorry, we have some traffic noise outside. It's the fire department. My apologies. That's okay. Not too loud. All right. It's interesting as humans how it sounds like we're so much more comfortable being negative than positive. I think we're comfortable where we have our momentum. If we have a, if we have a momentum towards, uh, towards talking ourselves out of things, then that's where we're comfortable. And, you know, as far as questions like self-esteem and, 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 and I get it. I completely get it. I've been there. I think we're, in a sense, though, you're selling the woman short. You're assuming that, that she's narrow and limited in her range of responses. How do you know for 100% certain fact that she may not like you being sincere? Suppose you say to that beautiful woman, you say, you know what? I've been working on my, my ability to approach people who I used to think were out of my league. So I thought I'd come up and talk to someone who uh, who used to intimidate me or something. Uh, that's not necessarily the best line, but, but going up and saying something like, "You know, I've been working on my my shame and my fear around meeting women." So in thirty seconds from now, and then look at your watch. Would you either coldly ignore me or verbally viciously assault me? Ready, and then look at your watch. Look at your watch. And then say, go. And it's such a ridiculous approach, which you'll find is women will laugh and say, no, why would I want to reject you? You're a funny guy. I want to talk to you. So you can challenge yourself by doing something absurd, something ridiculous, something along those lines. Right. And then you find out that these women aren't as mean as you, you picture in your head. Rejection. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay, cool. So let's... Let's kind of go back to what we were first talking about in terms of, of seduction and, and its importance. Now, seduction, do you, you know, there's so much out there. Some, you know, some gurus say seduction is a process that happens towards the end. Some say it's always happening. Where do you stand in terms of seduction and, and what it is and, and how it's used I think it's a process that, you know, you're, we're dealing with semantic terms, whether it happens, uh, the idea that it happens at a phase, first there's attraction, then there's comfort, there's seduction. I put all those things under the label seduction. To me, it's all, uh, if you, when you're creating curiosity and interest and attention, that's part of the process of seduction. So we're talking about a semantic difference. The important difference is the outcome and the results. That's the important difference. I don't believe that, let me put it this way. 
the people who teach that A1, A2, A3, et cetera, et cetera, have what I call the vending machine theory of pickup and seduction. You put in your quarter of uh, uh, male to female attraction. You put in your quarter of female to male attraction. You put in your 50 cents of rapport. You push the button and out comes the candy bar of pussy, but it doesn't work that way. Uh, human beings are a lot more chaotic. They jump back and forth from one thing to the other. It doesn't work in a linear way. It just doesn't. It's better now. It's better to have a linear way than to be stumbling and fumbling around. But once you get good at it, you begin to see that the linear way can be dropped. Right. Yeah, that's how it seemed to me when I first started. I learned more about this kind of linear version because it just that's how we learn things you know what I mean it's like learning anything you kind of start with the beginning and you get more advanced and that's how you learn it but I, I then saw that once you know the patterns and you know the linear version I feel like is is takes you just it gets you out there it just gets you approaching and talking to girls and practicing human to human connection and understanding that and once things start to click you kind of throw away that linear model and things just exist perpetually. What do you I think, think about you, that? Well, I think that's correct. I think that's that's right on target. Absolutely correct. Yeah. So what do you think guys can do? You know, if there's guys listening right now, I'm sure who have, maybe they're listening to this podcast for the first time. Maybe they're just learning how to meet women, how to talk to girls for the first time. Where can a very, very beginner start? Like, you know, you've been doing this for uh, how long now? Maybe like 20, 30 years? Uh, well, I wrote my first book in 1988. I started teaching coaching in 91. So I'm too old wow. even to do the math. I get tired. 20, <laughs> 26 years? 26 years. Wow. So 26 years. Some people listening to this weren't even born. I think I, I think I was three years old in 1988. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> so guys who are, you know, my point was this. You've been doing this for such a long time, I feel like you would know exactly what to say to the very beginner. Like you would know exactly what he should do to start getting results with women. Where do you think a newbie should start? Like what's your best advice for that? You're talking in terms of getting help from me or just the tip that they can go out and use on their own? Let's clarify. Okay, sure. Um, I, I was more speaking to on their own. Let's just say the guy, you know, isn't, can't afford or whatever, can't do coaching, can't buy products. What can a person do on his own? It's a damn good question. It is. It's a really good question. That's throwing me for a bit of a loop. Um... I would say. I mean, what do you t what do you tell your, your coach? Hold on. Sure, sure. Hold on. I would say have the courage to be vulnerable. Walk up to someone and say, you know, I saw you here, and I realized if I didn't say something, I'd kick myself in the butt for the next six weeks. My name is, and introduce yourself. Try being vulnerable like that. Be present with your shaking. Don't try to fight it, and just see what kind of response you get. Notice what kind of response you get when you do that. See what kind of power you get when you really look. So many people make excuses for what they want. When you put your balls on the line like that, women respect it. 
they may not be interested, but they'll respect you. They'll never disrespect you or be mean or hiss at you. I've only in my long career had two women give me a really bad negative response, and that's because they'd seen me on talk shows being obnoxious a-hole. If you, if you put yourself on the, on the line like that, try it. Just try it three or four times. Even if you're shaking in your boots, do it and see what kind of response you get in the in the real world. And see for your, just see for yourself. Just allow yourself to see for yourself what happens. And you may discover that something happens beyond what you thought would happen. I like that. I like that. All right, let's let's now move on to the other end of the spectrum, uh, which is going to be a little bit more harder to define. So bear with me while I try. But that's right. But maybe a guy who who's listening, who's more advanced. Um, okay, let's say this. Let's say this. He's a guy who's like able to get, you know, I don't know, if we if we want to categorize like sevens and eights. Like he's got no problem oh, that, I there. I know this question. I know this question. What's yeah. going to be? Go ahead, ask. Yeah, well, I think you can finish the question. No, you finish. You're okay, so he's at that level, but he wants to get higher quality women. But he's just stuck and of course there could be a million reasons why he's stuck but let's just say he's stuck and he can't get higher quality and he's been doing this for i don't know maybe a year at this point he's getting good but he's he's just stuck at that point what would you say to that guy well i would have to talk to everyone's different this is someone i would want to talk to personally because everyone has a different block here one block may be that they're simply just getting too sexually excited if you see someone who's, quote, first of all, there's no such thing as a nine or a 10. No such thing. There's only the level of excitement you're feeling in your body. You know the old movie Spinal Tap? Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I've seen that a long time ago, yeah. And their amps go all the way to 11. Alls go to 11. Well, why don't you just make 10 louder? Alls go to 11. So, you know, if you're feeling all this rush of sexual excitement in your body, then how are you going to be thinking clearly? So for guys like that, it may simply, that may simply be the problem. For other guys, it may just be a belief. They may be saying, you know, I don't have the lifestyle. I have the money. She wouldn't want to be with me. She has a lot of choices. Maybe, maybe not. So they're stopping themselves from making, from jumping out and making the effort in the first place. And then some of them really need to clean up their act. They, they may, Indeed, just not be measuring up. They may, something may be going on in their personal life. They're not handling their economics. They're not taking care of their health. But usually, almost always, it's a number one or a number two. And they just have beliefs that have to change. Their beliefs are that they cannot do it. Their beliefs are that they cannot do it. And also, they don't realize something. I went to a dinner. It was like a gourmet uh, food tasting, which is not a bad way to meet women, by the way. Three incredibly attractive women, and they were all complaining that they can't get dates. So what are you talking about? They said, I get maybe a date every three or four months because no one approaches me. I'm stuck with online dating. The gods are all creeps. You really have to stop and think about this, that these women, the, uh, sometimes I say to my students, the hotter the woman, the easier it can often be to get her because she doesn't have the options that other women do. That sounds like, how could that be? Well, because guys are intimidated to approach her. They don't get talked to. The guys who do approach them are either like uh, just just rude pigs, like, 
hey, baby, great ass, or that sort of shit. Or they've heard it before. Oh, wow, what a great body you have. They've heard it. It's the same old tired shit. Yeah, and it's like... So when you, yeah, so when you come along... So if and when you come along with something different, when you come along with something different, you stand out in a really good way. You were going to say something, and I said Yeah, no worries. I was just going to say think of it as a numbers game okay there's all these guys who are not approaching her okay so that reads out all those guys then there's the percentage of guys that are approaching her and you could already assume that most of those guys suck and that leaves a very small pool of guys that have the opportunity for her to be like wow i like this guy you know so it's like we we as guys just need to man up and step into that opportunity because it's it's possible yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. I like In that. In fact, I would say, why just settle for a woman? Uh, how do you define a 10? Like the woman I'm with, is she a 10? The way she treats me and the love she gives me and the way she supports my interests. Uh, from a photograph, I'd say maybe she's a seven and a half. But from the love she gives me and the support she gives me and the unconditional Love and the absolute presence and everything she gives me makes her a tan in my book. So what is a tan? Look, are you looking for someone who you want to – I'm going to be vulgar, but I'm going to get the point. Are you looking for a pretty lump of flesh you can masturbate into? You really go back and examine what you value. Look at what you value and who would really add to your life and then go into this trance state that I'll teach, that I can teach you. And in that trance state, you make it real to your unconscious mind. What you make real in your unconscious mind, you make, you open the possibility that you can have it. Now, I'm not saying this stupid secret shit that just put it in your unconscious and it will manifest. That's bullshit. You have to take action. But putting it into your unconscious opens the possibility. Hear what I'm saying? It opens the possibility that you can get it. Now, you have to combine that with consistent action and knowing how to stay motivated. That's why having a coach is really, really useful, by the way, because you know, uh, someone like me can keep you motivated. It can be difficult to stay motivated on your own. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a very challenging thing, particularly in an area of life that's been challenging and been very difficult. Because the very part of your mind that is pushing you forward may be the part of your mind that also is holding you back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a powerful thing to think about, too. For real, for serious. So you need some outside intervention to get in there and go, hmm, I know. I think I know where the adjustments need to be made. So if a guy were to want to work with you, how would they be able to find you, Ross? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, right now, I've gotten to the point in my career where I'm really, I don't, let me try and put this in the right way. I'm only working with high net worth individuals, people who are entrepreneurs or business people who have um, a good income because my time is just really important and I don't have the time to work with anyone else. It's not that I don't care. It's just I don't have the time. If you're a high net worth individual and you're interested in doing a Skype discovery session with me, what you can do is you can email me, ross at seduction.com, and just put the subject, seduction coaching, and put in your contact information, like your phone number, 
And if you have a Skype ID or Skype ID and we'll get in touch and we'll see if we can work together. I really, uh, I maybe take on four clients a month because I have people rotating through. I have a 90 day program that I take people through. So usually uh, every month I have four people who have completed that cycle. I have a spot for four people. And then if you just want to get some complimentary stuff, I have a, a video on, excuse me, a vi- I'm a little tired today. I have a video on the three fatal mistakes men make with women. You can go to seduction.com slash free. That's seduction.com slash free. But if you're ready to work with me personally and you can afford it, I wouldn't, uh, you know, be delving into free reports. I would just be emailing me right now. That's what I want to suggest. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today and and sharing some of your wisdom with with myself and and the guys who are listening. You know, I think some of this stuff is is just really good to to know about. I know we went over a lot of inner game, but I honestly think that's where most of it starts. So, guys, if you're still listening, I highly recommend and I endorse Ross Jeffries as a guy to to work with and and, and to coach with and to get better with. So, definitely check him out and. Ross, thanks again for coming on today. and it, It's my pleasure. It really has been my pleasure. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thanks.